Welcome to Reckless Moves, where a bunch of friends, family, and fools play Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition and put it online. Our party consists of Mark Whale, a dragonborn sorcerer, Bryn, an elven ranger, Crispin, a fire genasi barbarian, Serial, a wild hunt cleric, Talfeth, a dwarven paladin, and Twig, a halfling rogue. I'm your dungeon master, Michael Crameen. Welcome to Reckless Moves. What's the difference between a sorcerer and a wizard? Class. Moves player interviews. I'm Michael Cremeen, uh, Dungeon Master. I'm here with Jacob Pettit, who plays Marquail, the Dragonborn Sorcerer. Uh, so, Jacob, tell me a little about uh, your your history with D&D, how you started playing, and, and with this group, um, how, you, how you came up with Marquail. Well, um, I started playing because... I noticed that my parents were going off to play this game and I wanted in. Um, so I was pretty much just like, um, hey, what game are you playing? <laughs> just curiosity. Yeah. Um, I We started out with doing just random one-shots so that I could learn how to be a character and roleplay and all that. Right, right, because it's different depending on what kind of character you're playing, right? Yeah, everybody's different. And and so with when you join this group for the new this new quote season, um, this is great for me because I've been playing when I started playing these things you're going through now. Because you know we do modules with homebrew stuff in between because right. it's not really if you read the module you still wouldn't know what's going to happen because we add. Things that happen maybe in one campaign lead into something else. There's a lot in between. Um, but so, how did you? Why a sorcerer and why dragonborn? Just as you read a bunch of races, or no? I just thought it would be fun to try. Just to try a sorcerer. Yeah, see how it would work. Well, sorcerers are very different because you're using like it's different than they're actually newer than when I started playing. It's, it's sorcery points you can use for different things. Um, so tell me a little about about your history, though, as Mark Whale. Because your last name is unknown, and no one in-game has asked about your last name yet. So you are just Mark Whale to everybody. And we're not going to reveal it until so, we until it's revealed in the podcast. So we're doing the, the backstory? Yeah. Tell me a little about, like, uh, where Mark Whale came from. Um, I don't remember the town name, but... He came from this uh, coastal town uh, known for its magical school. Oh, that's right. And that's right. his mom was a dragon, and his dad was very, very brave. <laughs> uh, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. He, um, he went to that, to that magic school after he was discovered to have just innate magical ability. Right. Right. Sorcerers in yeah. innate... Abilities, They're right? just born with it. Um, and he 
he just uh, one day while he was practicing doing his little magic things, he lost control and blew up a library. Oh, that's accident. right. I forgot about that in your backstory. He just accidentally blew up a library just learning new things. Yeah. Um, and what learning. kind of dragon? Uh, your gold? Yeah, gold. Gold dragon, which in the lore is actually like a good, a yeah, good dragon. He, he felt really, really bad about blowing up that library because he was pretty much raised on books. And loves books. Yeah. Like every book in the game. What's the book? Where's the book? Can I see the book? <laughs> <laughs> is it rare? Is it rare? Can is I it uncommon? It? Is it wondrous? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's great. And it's perfect with your backstory. Like every time there's a book, it just... I like the way you play that character just like you wrote the backstory. Yeah, it's really uh, great. He's he's trying to get all the books together so that he can try and make up for what he accidentally did. Right, and especially if you find like history, if I recall, history of dragons and yeah, anything about your history. So maybe you can you know one day find favor back in the village, returning some books. Yeah. And you've, I think, um, yeah, you found a lot along the way. Um, yeah. So uh, far. One day I'll probably have to go back and drop off all the books, because... Because you're getting full. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have a lot of equipment. You have, have a lot like, of books. I have around five or so books right. on me. Um, and a lot of scrolls. Yeah. A lot scrolls. of scrolls. Um, scrolls, magic items. So how are, you, how are you enjoying Sorcerer? It's actually really fun and simple. It, it, is it simple? Because... I haven't played a sorcerer myself, but you, your sorcery points are kind of like a like a monk's uh, chi, right? Like it's a yeah. Um, um, so what you can do with them is you can spend them to create new spell slots, or you can spend spell slots to create new sorcery points. And uh, there's this also there's also this uh, thing called meta magic, where where you um, you spend sorcery points to to change your spells in some way, like uh, there's there's a certain thing you can do that makes safe areas inside your area of effect spells for your friends. Oh, I didn't. Ah, uh, that's interesting. So I can like fireball a room, but decrease the damage to my friends. That's interesting. You can also make uh, um, a spell a bonus action. Yeah. You can. There's a lot of things you can do with it. I can make it go farther away. But you're also wild magic, so there's a very small chance yeah. that something could go really well or really poorly. Yeah. So every time, I remember every time you cast a spell, you roll a twenty, and if you roll the one, we have to consult the wild magic table. Yeah. And I read through some of that. Some was really funny and <laughs> awesome, and other ones are like super devastating. So, hasn't happened yet, but statistically, like I could accidentally blow us all up. Right. And then you need a wish spell or a a really good, like, temple <laughs> to resurrect people or something. Yeah. Uh, as long as you don't turn people to ash. Um, all right, well, uh, you're, I love Mark Whale. I like his uh, um, inquisitive attitude. He doesn't Now, do you play him that you don't talk a lot because you're observing? Is that it? Yeah. Because he would be thinking. And then, but once you act, I notice you just decisively do something. Like, that, and he's kind of wimpy. He doesn't like interrupting. He's just me. Got it. Is that because of the backstory that you were? No, it's just a trait that I thought I'd add. Thought you'd add there. Um, so 
very kind of introspective. Yeah, I like that. Well, uh, anything you wanna you wanna add? Anything else about Mark Whale that you wanna reveal? Nothing really. Okay, so we're gonna hold off on the last name. And uh, again, this is uh, uh, player interviews here with Jacob Pettit, who plays Mark Whale. Last name to be revealed in game. We're not gonna do it with the podcast. I'm Michael Cremine, Dungeon Master. Uh, talk to you soon. moves we played dungeons and dragons fifth edition with some fools who happen to be friends and family our party consists of sariel a wild hunt cleric Bryn, an elven ranger crispin a fire genasi barbarian marquail a dragonborn sorcerer talfef a dwarven paladin and twig a halfling rogue i'm your dungeon master michael kermine why are we called reckless moves you'll figure it out You know, I accidentally made a priest once. It was a clerical error. interviews i'm here with uh dominic serretta who plays hey. who plays uh serial does serial have a last name but you haven't revealed this yet i don't think in game have you yes hi everybody uh yeah serial sorial serial it's kind of a running thing how we pronounce <laughs> i think name. i think yeah right so <laughs> the question is is it do you want it, it, we everyone has said sorial but yeah. In your, in your own upbringing, it was serial. Right, right. Um, and to sort of answer the other question, she does have a last name. I've revealed it once to Twig, which he may or may not remember. Right, and that was actually um, before we were podcasting, so yeah, in, the, before that, in the public world, no one knows this. Nobody knows what her actual last name is yet, Uh um, due to some circumstances, right, uh, with her family. And now you upbringing. you are a wild hunt cleric, so talk to me about those choices a little bit. Well, first of all, uh, your history of Dungeons and Dragons. You've been playing a while. Uh, what's your What's your background with D and D? So and... I heard about D and D from my brother in law, uh, Jeremy. Like he had a weekly group that he would go to. Kind of something that was always sort of I've heard of, but never played. It wasn't until 2015. A couple of my friends that live in Hawaii actually sent me a 5th edition player's handbook 
and we're like, hey, oh. we want to reconnect with you. Let's go play. We'll play through Google Hangouts. Oh, that's cool. And we did. At first, we started doing like a a um, a module, but then kind of like the person running it didn't really want to do the module, so we just did a like a bards campaign where we were all bards and we were playing a battle of the bands and <laughs> I always end up killing people by mistake because any any cool spell effect I would do would also hurt people. Oh no. So and then and even if we were fighting someone, I was always the one to get the killing blow. So I, no one no one had any blood on their hands except for me. And it was it was The killing bard. Yeah, and I was like so I was the only good person there too. Oh, yeah, no. I was the only one accidentally killing people. Uh, and then uh, it turned to where we were kind of meeting each week, and then, like, the guy running the Bards game, he wanted to go into, like, programming and VR, so he kind of dropped out a bit. So then I actually ended up DMing the very terrible... <laughs> I mean, we finished a campaign. It was a little homebrew uh, sci-fi skin of D&D, &D, and it was fine, but, oh, man, it was... I had to like just do things on the fly, um, kind of similar now. And then, then well, I like the improv part of that. I yeah. get it because you know we are doing in our game we are doing modules with homebrew as aspects because it's, right. we don't follow the module exactly. Uh, monsters change, traps or locations may change, and all of course everything in between locations mm -hmm. because it's more like a clue leads you to somewhere else. Right. Uh, so so for. Your character, though, so that's a, that's a lot of experience before yeah. you got into this character. <laughs> um, you made three choices. First, Wild Hunt, Cleric, and then your accent. So, okay. Which goes into your backstory a little bit. A little bit. So, the, um, the idea of choosing a Shifter, Wild Hunt, Cleric, part of it came out of necessity. Like, knowing what our team would need, we, we sort of talked about it before, beforehand, who wanted to play what, and we didn't have a healer, and nobody really wanted to play, like, a cleric, so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll play a cleric, um, and then I picked the shifter, because it was just, it's a race I'd never played, I was like, I don't know really what this is, it looks kind of cool, um, it did have some, like, if you want to think, like, stat-wise, it had some pretty cool buffs to stats, Right. That I could take advantage of if I thought of it mechanically, but it just felt kind of neat to me to have like a cleric that is just not normally what people would think is like a a holy person or, or someone right. of, of, a, of a faith. Um, we have a few of those choices in the, in the group, and I love those against the common choices, if you will. Yeah. And... So tell me a little of the backstory of uh, Sariel. Sariel, <laughs> uh... <laughs> She grew up in a sort of a like a city. As she, she's considered, she's considered a courtier, part of noble, noble society, but not necessarily of a noble family. Um, high ranking, I would say, but not like. So in in the court of the royals, but not right, in the royals. Right, right. Okay. Um, and through some events in her past, it led her to be. I'm trying not to give too much away, but. Led to no, no, don't don't give anything away that would be that you don't want to reveal because right now, as we do these <laughs> interviews, we're fifth level. You're you've gone through some stuff, but you've revealed stuff in game, and there's stuff that you know. Yeah, um, I, I can give it a little. She certain events led her to essentially be on the outside of that circle, 
um, and led her to uh, the Temple of the Raven Queen and kind of led her to sort of follow that path of becoming uh, a grave cleric. Right. Um, we won't really go into more detail than that, but now... Right, because it hasn't been revealed in-game. Right, right, right. Now, the accent... <laughs> accent's less more story-based and more of first session. We're all sitting there, like, not really knowing what our characters are going to be or who they're going to be. And, and, just and on a came dare, out. On a dare, they're like, you should have a southern accent. And <laughs> quite frankly, I was watching um, Critical Role, where one of the characters has has slash had a ooh, spoilers had a uh southern accent or texan accent right and i just thought it would be it's such a fun it's kind of like having a new york accent in a fantasy setting it just like twig yeah like <laughs> twig it just sounds really weird like oh the magical force of yeah i got it cool yeah <laughs> not and it's a terrible so, so give me a little little bit of cereal Oh, on the spot. All right. Well, you know, I just can't do it on command very well. Um, I really have to sort of settle into my character yeah. and make sure that that I can personify how she's going to talk. And sometimes the Texan or the Southern really dips in one way or the other. So it doesn't quite stick to one specific area. But it kind of kind of switches. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, um, now talk about a little of the motivation because I know there's there's some conflict. Well, I love the conflict. It's not really conflict, but there's opposing goals. Cereal's a very see. Even I'm saying cereal because <laughs> cereal's a very. She has a lot of. Uh, she trusts the group into the extent that we've, they've been adventuring together for a few months now and has gotten her out of scrapes. So there is a loyalty there. But she tends to question and to question people. Whether their intentions are good or bad, she sort of sees the negative more so, I would say. Than right, very cautious. Very cautious. However... Expecting the worst to happen. And also... The, the driver of you your caution versus, like, Crispin, Crispin's drive to just do stuff. And it's, it's, it's juxtaposed with the fact that she is also a healer and someone who wants to protect people. So right. with the party and where they are right now, she might, you know, she has been taking more risks because of they're in a dangerous situation. She knows that without, if she, if she goes down, that's bad, but she also knows that she can only bring back the party so much. So she may be taking more risks um, in the terms of trying to protect the people who have had her back. On the same token, she doesn't necessarily, um, <laughs> because of her previous lifestyle, she still has a proclivity for loot and a lot of like wealth yes. and having nice things. Um, and That's, now being out of that circle, still desires the nice still things. Still desires the nice things. That's also a little bit of me throwing myself in there. Like, I like loot, and I like items and stuff. Right. So I so figure, your character I'll just make a character who is really trying to do the right thing. But she also, she also, she also doesn't want to necessarily be on a side, so to speak. Like, like a political side, or 
for example, right. there was conflict in the beginning where she didn't want to side with the goblins or the kobolds in the beginning because she kind of felt like it's not really our deal. It's right. not something... She doesn't necessarily want to get involved in a big, scheme, big scale of things unless it's necessary or to help the group. Something like that. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, I, I love the character. I love the way you, you play it. There's some great <laughs> dynamics in with the other the other characters driving things. Um, anything else you want to add about uh, Sariel or Serial, depending on who's saying it? Yeah, I, I think if I say it with a southern accent, it becomes Serial. But then just saying it in normal, it's Serial, because... I think they also kind of, there was a joke between the players where it's like, it's like cereal, like the thing you eat, or a cereal killer. <laughs> and then it just it just made me laugh, and then it just it just draws out, so. Um, not anything last minute? She... She has, she has some, like, they have to be careful with her. <laughs> yes. With her trust. So I, I agree, <laughs> and that's what we're we're gonna leave it because this yeah. is uh, this is the, what the character a lot about the character, but we aren't gonna reveal things that no, no, the no. the party doesn't know, right? Yeah, the, the backstory things that have yet to be revealed during gameplay, mm -hmm. and also I'm always of the opinion if someone doesn't ask, they don't know. Pretty much, right? It has to be done in game. Um, you know, we always joke about you know no meta gaming, but also no meta revealing. <laughs> Yeah, and it, it's it's really hard as a player to not want to share something with just you know outside the game. Like, oh my gosh, this is a cool thing you guys don't know this. And it's really hard not to. But say But it's good something. that you don't because it forces the RP aspect, which is one of my favorite parts. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a strong believer in in less overtly like narratively like you have to show what you want. You have to show or, or say what your intentions are, what you're trying to do versus like, well, the player knows. So automatically the character, like I, I agree. I, I like to sort of play it. Like out if the party reaction. is split and two people have a conversation, only those characters know that. Exactly. So it's great. Exactly. Well, thank you so much. Uh, again, Pleasure. I'm Michael Cremine. I'm the Ninja Master here with uh, Dominic Serretta who plays Sariel. Sariel. With the last name <laughs> to be revealed. That's right. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Bye.